avizandum. In Scots law, this term describes the careful consideration given by the judge before an important decision. Join me each week as we explore various topics from a spiritual perspective and take matters avizandum. It's clear from the New Testament that the early church met not on the Jewish Sabbath, which began at sunset on Friday, but on Sunday, the day of resurrection, the Lord's Day. The Apostle John receives the revelation of Jesus Christ when he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. That's Revelation chapter 1, verse 10. So right from the early days of the church, it's been the practice of followers of Jesus Christ to meet on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, for corporate worship. This is our greatest privilege. When God in His grace saves us, He calls us out of the world to Himself and we are incorporated into the body of Christ. Paul writes, We in one spirit have been all baptized into one body. Scripture instructs us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And while the Christian life is certainly a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it's never a private relationship. Jesus said, I will build my church. And one of the inestimable privileges of being a follower of Christ is to meet on the Lord's Day with our fellow believers for worship, fellowship, prayer, the exposition of Scripture, the observance of the ordinances. What should be the atmosphere when we come into the house of the Lord on the Lord's Day for worship? Many churches seem to have adopted the atmosphere of a Starbucks. Let's be casual. Let's sit down with a cup of coffee in our hands. Let's chat and laugh with our friends. Other churches, through sophisticated lighting, smoke machines, music, and so on, create a nightclub atmosphere or a pop concert atmosphere where noise and hype and raw emotion are often mistaken for worship of the one and true God. At Calvary Church, we seek to have an atmosphere of reverent joy. God is a God who is holy. And he's also a God of joy. Reverence and joy are not mutually exclusive. Some think we may be overly serious, but isn't the worship of God the most serious thing that we do? We're coming into the presence of the eternal God to declare his glory, to praise him, and to exalt the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't we seek to have worship which is biblical and Christ-centered? Paul says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That's Colossians 3 verse 16. If we're not careful, we make everything in our worship about ourselves. Did I like the worship? Was my favorite song sung? Was it all a lot of fun? Was it exciting? The important question, of course, is not what we think of our worship, but what God thinks of it. Our worship is directed to Him. And while we certainly experience great emotion as we worship God, we must always remember that we are to worship, as Jesus taught, in spirit and in truth. If at all possible, do come on time for the worship service. If you come late, try not to draw attention to yourself. Train your children to go to the restroom prior to the service. Also, other than for emergencies, don't leave before the final benediction. 
It's very distracting when people come and go during the service. I realize this is common in theaters and sporting venues and other gatherings. And we are an impatient people. And some seem to want to leave early to avoid the rush. Your lunch or that donut in your life group or your Sunday school class are not more important than the corporate worship. When narrating the parable of the sower, Jesus says that when the word is sown on the path, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word. Satan is very active during our time of worship. As the seed of the word is being sown through the exposition of Scripture, Satan does not want it to take root in your heart. He wants you to be distracted, to leave early, to get quickly out of the service so that you're not convicted or challenged by what you've heard. Let's not be ignorant of the strategies of our enemy. As you enter the sanctuary, be respectful of the musicians who may be playing the prelude. No, this is not elevator music, but music carefully chosen and rehearsed to prepare our hearts for worshipping our great God. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't speak to a person next to you in the pew, but it should mean that you don't carry on long and silly conversations during the prelude, which may distract others and puts the focus on you rather than on our worship of God. As always, Avizandum. You're listening to the weekly Avizandum podcast from The Verdict, featuring Pastor John Monroe. John is senior pastor at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Listen to John's daily program, The Verdict, on broadcast radio or major podcast platforms. For more information about The Verdict ministry, visit us online at calvarychurch.com slash theverdict.